I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. There he is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, Juan Soto. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's your boy Soto here, back with another one. Bro. Okay, first things first, RJ's feeling a little under the weather. I don't know whether he's been uh, engaging in a lot of uh, extracurricular activities, but me, I ate my fruit, so I'm nice and healthy. A little dragon fruit today. Bro. A big win. Now, I don't mean it's a big win as we won big, but it's a big win in the sense that I was really nervous that New England came in off such poor performances in a row. If you heard the show, the pregame, um, excuse me, the uh, the preview show or last week's uh, main show, I said I'm a little nervous. That they've all that Patriots have only scored three points in their last two games and it looked so bad offensively. They, they they didn't play the same way offensively today as they did the last two weeks. The last two weeks they were throwing more on you know early downs and and um just trying things that I don't want to say normal, but like your average passing offense would do. Mac Jones is struggling mightily. So what did uh, New England do this game? Kind of what we all thought they were going to do. Keep it really basic. Keep it really simple. If they convert on third downs, great. They didn't really take a lot of deep shots. The deep shot that they did go for towards the end of the game, I thought it was a drop. But let's stop talking about the poor, unfortunate Patriots. And let's start talking about the victorious Raiders. So resilience, man. Look. Despite what you want to say about this game, uh, we won with the backup quarterback. I don't think anybody, excuse me, I don't think anybody was thinking like, man, if Brian Hoyer comes into the game, that means we're going to win it. Uh, But he came in there and he moved the ball okay. You know, some penalties uh, towards the end zone, uh, in the red zone, kind of hurt us. Uh, Poor play, poor execution, poor play calling. So it was kind of all, all the, the whole thing in, in the red zone. It was it was pretty bad in the red zone. So what are we going to get into today? McBud says, Jimmy's a no, no, no. That's not what I want to say. Soto, where's the other guy? RJ is not feeling well. He said he has strep throat. I think he has stripper throat, if you know what I mean. Uh and yeah pretty rough so first things first we haven't talked about this in a while just like comment and subscribe you know what to do all right now that i said it we can move on so all right let's talk about the positives um the defense in the first half looked pretty good you can tell from the beginning what New England wanted to do. New England wasn't about chunk plays today. New England was about giving themselves short third downs. They knew that they could still run the ball. They have two, you know, well, 
Steve Stevenson is a good running back. Elliott's a little bit washed, I think, but you know, he did score a touchdown today. But um, for sure, Demondre Stevenson is a uh, a good running back. So they knew, um, given the kind of the obstacles the, the the front seven is having against the run, that they can run the ball on, you know, let's say third and four or less. So that was their goal. New England's goal today was not to get huge amounts of yardage. It was about, you know, chunking the ball up the field in small chunks, keeping the, giving themselves manageable third downs. And um, when we were able to stop them in the first in the first half, they were throwing a lot more on third down in the first half than they did in the second half. The second half, it was you pretty much knew they were going to run on third down because they were giving themselves, you know, decent yardage, not a lot of negative play, stuff like that. So, um, as far as that goes, I'm not thrilled with giving up two touchdowns in the second half to a team that's been struggling so much. But the defense came up big when we needed them the most. That's towards the end of the game. Max Crosby with a huge safety. Mac Jones, just chuck the ball deep, man. It's, you know, you, you got to throw the ball deep. At, at that point, just give your give your uh, your receiver a chance to make a play or get a pass interference or something. But he ended up eating the ball. Max Crosby and Nichols uh, combined for the sack, I believe, for the safety. And uh, the team scored over twenty points. The offense didn't, but the team did, which is great. Um, lot to talk about. Lot to talk about. Um, on defense. I'm I was a little bit concerned with with the the coverage we were playing in the secondary. We were playing a lot of that shell coverage again. And I think it was more so to uh confuse Mac Jones and make him make kind of like split decisions. Uh but he was doing a good job uh overall of uh you know dropping the ball down and giving him uh giving his uh, receivers a chance over the middle. He hit, um, you know, his tight ends quite a bit over the middle. He had receivers on slant routes and and kind of in routes, stuff like that. Um, it's it's when you play like that, you have to be sure tackling. And it wasn't a great tackling day uh, by our secondary and our linebackers. I think we got a lot of uh, kind of what we've seen already. A lot of um, these receivers and a lot of these ball carriers just getting extra yardage after contact against us. Um, and it's not like every one of these guys was from Andre Stevenson. It was, you know, pretty much everybody was making yards after contact. So uh, Rick Baker, thank you very much. $10 super chat. Much appreciated. Dude, they just happened to play a, a team a little more inept than they are. Now they'll be four and 13 instead of three or 14. Just good enough to push them into another horseshit draft pick. I'm assuming by they you mean us uh, as the Raiders. Uh, oh, yeah. Impressive job by Van Roten tackling Zeus. Oh, yeah, man. He was not letting Zeus get through that hole for sure. I don't know what I don't know what's up Van Roten's ass. Um, but to go back here to um, Rick Baker's super chat, this was 
Uh, what are they now? Three and three. Uh, the Bears didn't look good today against another bad team in, in Minnesota. So, I mean, that's our next game. Not to look ahead, but, but I mean, defenses look pretty good, man. It's keeping us in games. Um, I wouldn't put a ton into the fact that the Patriots scored 17 points today and they only scored three points the previous two games because it's just the law of averages. I mean, these guys are getting paid too. Um, they, I think they found their their uh, formula to keeping it a lot simpler uh, and not trying to like, you know, get big chunk plays and early downs because that's kind of what puts them behind. So that's how the Patriots are going to have to play moving forward. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to give them too much credit because we didn't do a great job tackling, especially in the secondary. We didn't do a pretty uh, very good job at all. Um, so let's see here. Defensively, who showed out? Max Crosby, of course. Let's see his stats. Max Crosby, seven total tackles, four solo. He had that half a sack to end the game and a pass defense. Um, Spillane, seven tackles. Diablo, seven tackles. Hall, six. Amik, four with a sack and a tackle for loss. So those were the leaders of the team. It, it was, you can tell by the fact that there wasn't a lot of plays run. We only had 60 tackles total. Um, it's, it was only a couple of drives that they had towards the end of the game. The first half, they didn't have much going on. Um, it was the second half where they had those two sustained drives. This is where we really miss someone else on the defense stepping up because it, it's either Max or nothing, really. Um, Spillane with the really bad dropped uh, interception, that would have really helped out a lot. Uh, let's see here. Oh, all right, Michael Creamer. $10 super chat. Thank you very much, Mr. Creamer. Please bring back RJ so we can discuss how much Jimmy G sucks. We'll get there, man. We'll get there. Hey, don't blame me for RJ not being here. I showed up. I showed up and I sh I'm showing out. So uh, RJ is not feeling well. You know, he's a trooper. He'd be here if he could. Uh, so. The issue that we're having here is I don't think that New England was playing to their strengths up until today. Um, and we helped them a little bit with our poor tackling. Are they a good team? No, they're not. I mean, evident they're one in five. But I think if they played with a, um, with a strategy and a game plan more like they did today, uh, they'd be in more games. I don't think they'd get blown out as much as they've had in the past couple of weeks. Um, a bad interception by Mac Jones thrown over the head of uh, I think it was Gasicki or Hunter Henry, one of the tight ends, and straight to uh, Trayvon Merrick, which was great. You know, we finished the play. It was an easy play, but we finished it. How many times have we seen those dropped? Like Miss Blaine dropped one too. But good thing to build off of. Um, the defense stepped up when we needed to. That's two weeks in a row that the defense really helped out a lot. The defense really helped out the team. So, um, so it's stuff to build off of defensively. Was it a great performance? I wouldn't call it a great performance, giving up two touchdowns uh, in the second half to a team who hadn't scored a touchdown in, you know, almost 12 quarters, right? Uh, it's not great. But what we, not to, what we need to focus on is the fact that when the team needed it, 
it it uh it showed up. All right. So big ups to the defense for holding it down, for giving us that 21, 20th, and 21 points. The first time we've scored over 20 points this season. Max Crosby and Bilal Nichols with a half a sack each there. Uh, really tipping uh tipping the scales in our favor and pretty much closing out the game. Uh let's see here. Dexter Beats. I hope you better be a DJ with a name like Dexter Beats. Uh Mumford penalty in the red zone on Max's in their red zone could have bit us. Numerous times penalties in those types of situations kill us. Yeah, man, penalties are rough. That's the penalty that I was talking about when we got into the red zone. Uh the first time it, it uh we were right there. First uh, enter, uh um, first um penalty pushed us way back. Just can't have that stuff, man. Uh Mumford doing his uh uh his best Illuminor in the red zone impression. Uh, Dexter, thank you for the super chat, man. Much appreciated. Uh, let's take a look at the penalties today because that's something that I want to take a look at. Let's see, team stats. All righty, penalties, penalties, penalties. Ooh. Well, we didn't have as many many as the Pats. We had six penalties for 42 yards. Patriots had 10 penalties for 79 yards. Holy smokes. That's rough. Super rough. One thing you take a look at in uh in Patriot land, although they wanted to run the ball more and give themselves more opportunities in later downs. They still threw the ball 33 times. I know in the modern NFL, 33 times isn't a lot of times to throw, but when your quarterback's been struggling the way Mac Jones has been struggling, I don't think you want to even get anywhere close to 30 throws. So it shows that we did do a fairly good job keeping them in throwing situations. Uh, it just was you know, poor tackling. Some inopportune penalties really kind of held us back. Dexter beats again, 99 cents. And nothing. Give me a comment, man, and we'll, we'll throw it up there. All right. Let's move on to the offense. Uh, this is not a good offensive performance today by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. I, um, I was very just frustrated with the play calling, especially in the red zone. Um, It's getting really tough to try to look for positives offensively. Um, we're just not finishing drives. Now, I understand that we had Brian Hoyer in the second half of the game. I get that. In the first half, we did score 13 points on pace for 26 for your math majors out there. But, man, it's just uh, – it's rough, man. It's it's a it's a rough looking offense. When you when you play a Patriots team that even though they're injured defensively, they're still pretty pretty sound defensively. I think the thirty four points that they gave up last week was a little bit of a, a little misleading because they gave up uh, a lot of points off of turnovers. Uh, and they had a pick six, and I think they had a block punt or something like that. So. 
it wasn't like the defense gave up a bunch of points. It was, you know, the offense putting the defense in bad positions or the offense giving up points to the opposing defense. Now, it, when you play a team that's struggling offensively, like like the Patriots were, you can't you can't have the same game plan. And it, it seemed like we were ha- we had the same game plan of let's um, let's just give ourselves a short third down and let's just you know dink and dunk our way up the field. And um, it was, you, you can't play that way against the Patriots because that, that's going to lead to a close game. And although they, and although they, although they have been turning the ball over a lot recently, you just you can't bank on on that happening again. You have to give yourself opportunities to win games. And it felt to me with the play calling, especially close to the red zone, we weren't throwing the ball into the end zone very much. Um, and it just seemed to me like we were playing to not lose it as opposed to win it. And maybe that's the lack of confidence that Josh McDaniels has in the offense to execute. Possibly. Maybe it's the lack of the, maybe it's the fact that we had uh, a backup quarterback, but Hey, 15 year vet, your handpicked guy to back up, you know, that's your guy. So you should have confidence in him. Maybe you don't have the confidence in the offensive line, although they played a little bit better today, still didn't play very good to be honest with you. Um, Sorry about that. It must be something going around. But there's a couple of things that I want to pull away from this game offensively. Josh Jacobs did have a couple of nice runs. He's looked like he's looming a little bit better. Um, hey, Meredith got in the game. Didn't look bad. Didn't get humiliated like Van Roten does, uh, you know, at least a couple times a game. That's one thing. Another thing is, we're finally starting to use our tight ends more. And I said it after last game. I've watched Michael Mayer his entire college career because he plays for Notre Dame. And that's one of the chief rivals of USC. And Michael Mayer can make plays if you give him the ball. When you start looking for him, when you start designing plays just for him, he's going to be able to move the ball and give you a, a little bit more depth to your offense. Um, I don't know what was going on with the lack of targets for, Dob- for Devontae Adams. I think he only got two two catches today. Uh, maybe he's still hurt. You know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe uh, they like, because look, let's be honest. Bill Belichick does a great job of taking away your best weapon. So if you can beat him with your second and third weapons, then he'll rather that, right? Still, it's no excuse. If you have Devonta Adams one-on-one, you just got to throw him the ball. You got to give him a chance, right? <clears throat> so, um, although I thought Brian Hoyer looked pretty good, uh, that deep pass to Tucker was great. It was a little bit underthrown. Maybe if it was thrown perfectly, Tucker you know, keeps going and, and scores a touchdown for us. But it was a great, a great play design. Uh, we actually did use on that play design used uh, Devonte Adams uh, on the uh, on the deep cross, uh, kind of a deep slant to. I guess it was kind of a postish, but it wasn't really. Nah, it was kind of a modified post. Let's just say uh, where he pulled the safety in and that allowed Tucker to go in behind. 
Uh, and with his speed, you know, he was able to get it behind the, the corner for the long play. So that was a great pass by Hoyer. Great look. Shows you what he can do when given the time and the opportunity and, and the right scheme. But Michael Mayer had himself a nice little game. Five receptions, 75 yards. Let's not start sucking each other's dicks just yet. Okay? RJ's not here, so no swear jar. But the fact that we did get Michael Mayer the ball more is very encouraging because this is why you brought him in. Is he a decent blocker? He was in college, hasn't been that great in the pros, but uh, he's brought in to be a pass catcher. If you design things just for him, he's going to give you a different depth to your to your offense and give the defense, opposing defense, something else to game plan for. Because you can't just let Michael Mayer run around wild because he's going to make you pay. So good job on there getting him the ball. Josh Jacobs, 25 carries, which I like. I like giving him the ball more. We need to give him the ball more. He's going to break a couple of these, okay? 77 yards only, but that's okay. Um, it's a lot more than he's had in the past. So I'm very I'm very excited about that. Um, now, in the first half, Jimmy G didn't have a, a bad half. Uh, 14 of 22, 162 yards, 7.4 average, which is, you know, decent. Uh, touchdown on a pick. Can we talk about that pick? Um, ultimately it's on the quarterback. If he would have led Adams perfectly, he would have been able to catch it and look up and see the defender coming. But because the pass was a little bit behind him, Devontae had to reach back and look back to catch it. And he didn't really have time to get his head around because he kind of double caught it. And, uh, once he was able to get his head around, Peppers was right there. Um, I can almost hear. RJ, oh, you know, G is trying to get, how's this? What up, Jason Bateman? Um, you know, uh, Jimmy G is trying to get Devonta Adams killed. Yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit of a rough, a rough pass. I agree. It was not on target. If it had been on target, it would have allowed Devonta Adams uh, time to um, protect himself. But because it was a little bit behind him, he had to bobble the catch and didn't have his uh Devonta didn't have time to get his head around and he got annihilated. That was rough. Um oh, wait, 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 wait. I missed a super chat. McBud, thanks for the super chat, buddy. Uh let's see what we got here. No, that was Dexter Beats. Where's yours? There it is. McBud, thanks for the, for the 10 pound super chat. Hey, Soto, it was a wank team we won. It was actually like a teaser game. Yeah, man, it was rough. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a great showing by us. Um, I think the defense faltered a little bit in the second half, giving up those long drives. The third down conversions, we allowed a lot, way too many third down conversions in the, in the second half. Um, I felt that we weren't playing tight enough defensively on the in the secondary. I think it was an, uh, another mistake by Patrick Graham not allowing his um, young secondary to show out more. I think when he allowed he allows his secondary to show out, they, they, they surprise us. I think we were playing, again, that softer coverage, which isn't great against a um, a quarterback that's struggling. you got to challenge those quarterbacks that are struggling. But overall, I mean, right around 70% completion rate, 162 yards, a touchdown and a pick that was questionable. It wasn't a terrible game uh, for a half. 
you double that over over a over a whole game, it's about three hundred yards. You know, it's it wasn't great, but that, that's that's Jimmy G, man. He's not gonna he's not gonna light the world on fire. Uh, Brian Hoyer comes in, actually not bad. He's sixty percent completion rate, one long pass for one hundred and two yards, uh, no touchdowns, no picks. But what I want to focus on here are some of the things that we can uh, we can build on. McBud, again, thank you for the for the super chat. Um, it didn't look good. The Jimmy G injury didn't look good. If you if you didn't see it, he was kind of twisting after he threw the ball, kind of twisting to kind of get away from uh, from pressure. And I, uh, apologies, I forgot his name. Number forty eight. Uh, for the Patriots, um, what's his name? Tavai, uh, actually tied for the lead in the team in tackles today. Um, he went lit in with his shoulder right into the small of his of Jimmy G's back. I thought it was more towards the hip on the side, so we'll see what happened there. But man, it was a uh, it was rough. Uh, it was rough. That was a rough hit. Um, Jimmy G gutted it out for the for the remainder of the first half. He got actually got taken to the hospital. Uh, at halftime so so he get jimmy g gets hurt where have we heard that before uh and the big question is moving forward what are we going to do at quarterback against the bears the bears do not look good offensively i think they had a pretty decent excuse me defensively or offensively honestly to be honest with you they had a pretty shaky game against uh a justin jefferson less minnesota team at home so we'll see what happens next week. But what are some things that we can build off of? Dexter Beats, I thought I got your Super Chats, player. Let's see. 99 cent Super Chat. Thank you, Dexter Beats. Much appreciated, my dude. Anything else? Another one? It's funny how Jimmy goes out and we see Trey get a deep ball from Hoyer. Lincoln mentioned on radio broadcast that Jimmy was missing open guys. No, I agree 100%. Um, I, I agree 100% that Jimmy G has been, um, kind of suspect, honestly, he's been suspect, um, uh, missing open guys. Now, has he been completing a lot of those passes? Sure. But I think early in the season, we saw him missing Hunter Renfro open quite a bit. We saw him missing Michael Mayer quite a bit last week on his interception against the Packers. When he threw the ball to uh, Jacoby Meyer and it got intercepted, that ball should have gone to Devontae Adams deeper in the route, who was open. <clears throat> it's tough. I don't know what Jimmy G is seeing. I don't know what he's looking for. It just seems like he's not seeing the entire field. I think part of the... Uh, the beauty of, of a Shanahan offense is it's, it's very college esque in a way where you don't, you don't have a full complement of reads, but even if, even if you don't, you can still have time because your offensive line is really good and gives you all that time to be able to look for your third and fourth read, even though your keys are on this half of the field. Right. Uh, also a lot of screens, a lot of bubble bubble screens, a lot of inside screens, uh, to not just uh, running backs, but to receivers and tight ends as well. We saw Kittle get a lot of screens uh, over the years. 
So it's a little bit different. Um, for sure, McDaniels does need a specific type of quarterback, like you know, like a like a Tom Brady. Being a smart quarterback with a decent arm, was able to process information quickly. That's what McDaniels is looking for. And honestly, if your offense is predicated on having all those boxes checked, excuse me. Damn, I'm getting sick too, I think. <clears throat> I don't know how good the offense is. I'll say it again because I had a, a gap in between. If you, if Josh McDaniels needs a quarterback that ticks all those boxes at a high level for his offense to run smoothly, maybe it's not so great of an offense. Because from what I'm seeing, there's not a lot of gimmies drawn up in this game plan. Um, a lot of the throws are tight window throws. A lot of the throws are not taking advantage of what the defense gives you. It's very strict, astringent. It's very strict. It's very stale, stagnant. It does, it's not very fluid. Again, we didn't see a lot of motion in this game. We got away from that. Didn't see a lot of, uh, didn't see a lot of, uh, you know, any misdirection really um, against this defense. When you have a very stout, sound defense, you do want to get them to think about different things. Um, uh, Dexter beats again. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, mayor looked like Gronk breaking tackles first catch. Yeah, man. Look, this is why one of the reasons why I was very concerned in the first few games about this offense is we were not highlighting our playmakers. Michael Mayer is a playmaker at the tight end position. You just got to give him the ball. <clears throat> Uh, we have we have too many star players on offense for us to be barely for this to be the first time we scored over 21 points and the only reason we got over 21 points is because our defense had a safety at the end of the game it's just at this point it's inexcusable it's inexcusable to have this type of play calling so stale and predictable towards the red zone. It's playing scared. It's playing it too safe. He's playing like he has an old New England Patriots defense. McDaniels is calling plays like he has a shutdown, lockdown defense. And he does it. He has a defense that's playing better, but he also played a pretty bad team this week offensively and a pretty bad team last week offensively. And a pretty beat up team the week before offensively, and a pretty bad team in the in the Steelers in week three. So it's not like we're playing all these offensive juggernauts. And the real only offensive juggernaut we played, we gave up 38 points. So let's take a step back and let's pull from what we can here. The offensive line looked better, although not great, they looked better. I think Jacoby Myers has solidified himself as a player. He's a player on this team. He's a, he's a guy that needs to be accounted for. Um, and Michael Mayer, I think, is his coming out party today. Although maybe five catches for 75 yards just wouldn't uh, 
kind of necessitate a coming out party tag. But for us, he led the team in receptions and he led the team in yards. So great job there. Um, going forward, what can we expect? Um, I think it's going to be very interesting what we do moving forward. I don't know that the Bears defense is very sophisticated, right? Um, very sophisticated to be able to, like, say, oh, uh, they're going to really fool a young Farva at quarterback. I don't know that's the case. Um, it all, it's all going to depend on, honestly, if um, if it's going to be like a one-week thing for like Jimmy G, if he can't go, I think it's going to be Hoyer. If it's going to be like a two, three, four-week thing, I think it's going to be Farva getting in there. Um, but this team's got a, got, a, got a problem scoring touchdowns, man. Um, the play calling, the execution in the red zone, penalties, like that, you can't have it. When we're as as uh, offensively restricted in play calling and execution as we have been the last few weeks, we can't get penalties in the red zone. We just can't do it. We're, we're basically telling ourselves, okay, that's guaranteed going to be a field goal attempt. Um, we got to make sure that uh, that's one of the things that we focus on moving forward. Now for this trickeration also, when we get in the red zone, we got we to gotta have our best plays called in the red zone. It's a lot tighter, a lot harder to score, a lot harder to move the ball, but we need to make sure we try to make it happen. Uh, let's see here. What do we got going down here? What do we got going on here? El Brown Helio. We were one for six in the red zone today. Yeah, man, I believe it. Our red zone, uh, red zone play calling was not great. Our execution offensive line was not great in the red zone. We got penalties. We got blown assignments. Also, we got our quarterback, I think, being a little bit scared. Now, I understand, if you take a step back, I understand from Brian Horace's perspective. Got a 10-point lead at halftime. I don't want to screw up and turn the ball over because that's really the only way that we're going to lose this game is if we turn the ball over. And it almost bit us in the butt in the first half, but we ended up getting that interception back. The main thing that we have to focus on right now is how to be more efficient in the red zone because we had no problem getting into the red zone. We've gotten there six times. It's about finishing plays, finishing blocks, no penalties, uh, getting the ball. We're falling into a very bad habit. The one time, I believe, the one time that we threw into the end zone was actually the touchdown. Everything else was short and run in or – throw the ball away or whatever. If It was very previous years-esque, right? Afraid to throw into the end zone. And can't play that way against a team like the Patriots because they're going to keep it close. That's what they want to do is eat up a bunch of clock and keep it close. They almost pulled it out. Uh, let's see here. Three easiest... Uh, Uh, Mac Bud, Gruden's O. 
Um, I don't know that it's exactly like Gruden's offense. I think once the once Gruden got into the red zone, he was just like, okay, cool, we got three. If we get the touchdown, great. But we got the three, we're good. Uh, I think in this case, I think it's just bad execution. But there are some questionable calls too. I think uh, McDaniels is a little bit more aggressive in the red zone. I just don't think that, especially in the second half, I don't think Hoyer felt as comfortable pushing the ball, especially that close to the red zone when he feels like he got three points. And so it's it's a combination of everything. Um, we need AOC in there. Yeah, you know, look. When we when we were able to give Favre time against the, the the Chargers, he was able to move the ball. Uh, but we got to make sure that we give him the opportunity to make a play happen, to let the play develop. Uh, yeah, little Sean, that was true. The whole year through the deepest ball all season. Yeah, that's crazy. It's 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 definitely true. But. Um, Big takeaways from this game. The first big takeaway starting quarterback is out. How long is he going to be out? Is he going to miss any time? Normally, when you see a quarterback wincing that bad and then he can't even finish the game out uh, on the sidelines, he has to get taken to the hospital right away. Who knows what it was? Maybe the way he got hit, it might have been like a, a, a kidney or a rib or something. Uh, who knows? But definitely was something that uh, looked a little bit more serious than just a, a dink or a bruise. Um, again, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm of the opinion that if Jimmy G has got a more of serious injury than just a ding, um, he's going to be out a couple of weeks, maybe two, three weeks, then you go, go with Farva because – He's not playing a great Bears team, uh, and uh, it's a game that we should win, even though it's on the road. Um, and I don't know that Brian Hoyer gives us all that much better chance to win, but as Farva gets more experience, he's going to give us a better chance to win every time he goes on the field subsequent. So I think it's better. Um, and he definitely does look look – Further down the field, he looks to push the ball. I mean, he pronouns, pal. Uh, Farva looks to push the ball a little bit deeper down the field, even though Hoyer did have the longest pass in the season today. That's really not his forte. It's really not what he looks to do. Uh, everything else was very short over the middle, you know, check down stuff. Um, but, yeah, the offense did not look good today. The 21 points is pretty misleading because uh, – we were able to move the ball within the 20s and get and get it into uh, the red zone like six times, like we talked about. But man, six red zone trips and one touchdown is is is, is very poor. Uh, we need to get at least four touchdowns out of that. Um, all right. So, what do you guys think, man? What do you guys think? Tony Shefford, four is our future. Maybe sooner than later should have been getting second-team snaps all the time. Raiders, attaboy. That's what I like to see. Yeah, you know, um, one big difference that I saw in Farva in the second half was that he was able to slow everything down in the second half. His clock was, you know, his clock, internal clock to get the ball out was a little bit quicker. 
the we did him a great disservice not changing up how we were blocking Khalil Mack, just allowing him to beat one on ones almost exclusively the entire game. Um, uh, yeah, London Raider. How often did we throw on first down once? Yeah, it's again, I, RJ said it in the last show, and I'm not picking on him, but this is where we differ. He said we can't get out. We can't out turnover the Patriots. That's how we're going to lose. We have to play close to the vest. We have to keep it. You know, we 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 can't we can't basically push the ball down the field. We got to be very dink and dunk and just play the play the same game that they do. We can't. I, I was of the opinion that you can't play the same game of a team that that's the only way they can play. The Patriots can't go out there and get four four or five wide and just wing the ball around the field. They don't have the talent to do that. So the only way they can win is by playing the the time of possession, uh, um, third and short battle. That's how they can win the game. How you feed into that is by playing the same game because, you know, it's putting a lot of pressure on every time you get the ball. You have to be perfect moving down the field on every play, basically, or else you're going to put yourself in a third and long, and he saw how we did on third and long. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm on record saying I felt that we should have pushed the ball a little bit more. And that was before the game, not not so much, you know, hindsight. I'm not really a big hindsight guy. But before the game started, over the uh, preview show and also in the in the main show, I was saying you got to take the shots down the field when they're there. Devontae's one-on-one because we're running the ball well today and they're, they're dialing up a blitz, throw the ball up to him. And that's the right read. It's not about making the safe play. It's about making the right play. And sometimes the right play is further down the field. Devonta Adams getting two catches for 29 yards. It's just not enough, man. He got five targets, but you know, a couple of those targets, one target was the hit that popped up into the interception. The other two targets were not even close. So um I just want to make sure that we all realize that when I say push the ball, I don't mean you know get into that, you know. Greatest show on turf, Rams offense, five wide and just wing the ball all around the field. It's no, make the right play, even if the right play is further down the field. That's the play you want to make. You don't want to err on the side of caution all the time because that's what New England is banking on in this case. There were cases, they were banking on you making the short play, take a run up and tackle and get you off the field. We got, we had to be able to uh, push them and, and uh, really challenge them uh, deeper down the field. <clears throat> Pissed off vet. Third and Renfro was MIA as well. You know, look, I was looking up some stats, and Jacoby Myers has a higher, uh, I think it was yards open per route. So he's getting a lot more separation on his routes than Hunter Renfro is. I don't agree with Hunter Renfro getting so little usage and so little targets. I think he deserves a lot better. Uh, targets and a lot better usage that he's getting although or however i do feel like jacoby myers is a better player you can agree with me you can disagree with me that's fine um but i do think we need to give renfro more touches um just a couple of touches a game just to kind of keep it fresh just one or two nothing crazy right and then 
if he's open in the in the in the in the scheme of the of the offense in the progressions, if he's open, get him the ball. But I I do think that Myers is a better player. But then you have Mayer, who's a budding star at tight end. I think once the thing, pretty much like last year, you guys remember last year, it took McDaniel's like four and a half games before he realized I got to get JJ the ball a lot more than I'm getting him the ball. And then that's when he took off, right? I think it took this many games for him to realize, damn, I really need to get Michael Mayer the ball. He's He is the guy at tight end. And I need to get him the ball more. And he showed today. So great job that, there. And maybe uh, a, a, new, a new target, a new look. Great job on the deep shot by Tucker. Uh, big ups to Tucker, man, for catching that ball. Uh, he had a little bit of the dropsies earlier this year, but good, good job. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean Ren Renfro, Renfro did. He he ran that ball and he took some he took a, the attention of the defense away and it got Mayor open. Um but that's what you have to do as a teammate sometimes. That's why I'm thinking you have to get him a couple of touches a game. Just a couple, not, not nothing crazy because you have a lot of guys. You have Tay, you have Meyer, now you have Mayer. You got Tucker that you want to get him deep. You got JJ you got to get on the ball. So it's a lot of guys to get the ball to. But still, you should give him one or two plays. Uh, I haven't heard anything the latest. I've, I've been talking to you guys, uh, so I, I don't know what the latest on Jimmy is. Uh, if it's anything crazy, I mean, we're probably not going to hear anything right now anyway. But if there's anything crazy, I'll hop on again and talk about it later tonight. <laughs> Raiders content. If Jimmy Garoppolo can, cannot come back, who do you believe the Raiders will pick up for quarterback even if being a third string, um, I don't know. Uh, I think we'll probably get signed somebody, you know, like uh, from the practice squad. What was his name? I forgot his name. I even forgot his name. He was our third stringer last year. I think they're going to make a big move at quarterback, to be honest with you. Um, and I said it a couple times if it's one game, right? Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a little dinged up, but he's going to be all right in, you know, in a couple of weeks. And I think it's going to be Hoyer if it's one game. If it's going to be a couple of games, yeah, I think it's going to be Farbo. Chase Garbers, there you go. Yeah, Chase Garbers. That's probably, we're not going to make a big splash, you know, signing anyone like that. Uh, thanks for the comment. Um so, to wrap up here, guys, pissed off vet, Stidham is better than Jimmy and Hoyer. To be honest with you, I, it didn't make much sense in this respect if you were signing Jimmy G to a short-term deal. Uh, he's not your quarterback of the future, so why sign him if you already had Stidham? Um, and he's shown that he can move the ball down the field. There's that. But, uh, you know, there's also something to be said to wanting to win now and save your job now if you're Josh McDaniels and you bring in somebody that you're comfortable with in, in Jimmy G. Uh, who I, I, just, I just can't believe that he's playing this kind of securely, this kind of a very conservatively. This, this, again, we're playing like we have a, a top five defense, 
you know, and, and this is just not the case. We're, we're doing okay because we're, I think we're more so because we're playing bad offenses. But to give up 17 points to a team that scored three points the previous two games, that's, that's pretty rough, man. They scored one touchdown or they hadn't scored a touchdown in 10 quarters coming into the game. So they were really struggling offensively and we gave them two touchdowns in the second half. So not great, not optimal. But I don't think that our offense was really given or put on our defense in positions uh, to be successful. They would make a stop or they would have a long drive and then we would do three and out and we give the ball right back to uh, to New England. So, so it's it's pretty rough. Uh, it's co- very complimentary for sure, especially if you're not winging the ball down the field and uh, and getting big chunk yardage plays. So um, another takeaway is uh, – besides the play calling is offensive line played a little bit better, not a ton better, but a little bit better. We did get a little bit more rushing yards than normal. Um, we ran the ball 33 times. Five of those times was the running uh, was the quarterback. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to say we, we ran 28 times because I know we didn't do any quarterback uh, draws or anything like that, but uh, pretty rough. I only 2.5 yards carry. I think it was, uh, what a lot of teams are doing against us, man. A lot of teams are just loading up the box and daring us to throw outside. And until we have a quarterback that can help make players uh, or help make defenses pay for loading the box and loading the middle of the field, they're going to keep doing it. And that's why I think Farva is a better play moving forward. If Jimmy G is going to, you know, get hurt for a, a couple games. Now, here's an interesting note. If Farva goes out there, wins the game against the Bears, has a good showing against the Lions, maybe he takes over the starting job the rest of the season. Because at that point, we would be five and three, right? Maybe even four, if we're four and four after eight games. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't get a lot of confidence from this win. We won, and that's great. Dubs are dubs. They're easy, they're hard, they're ugly, they're pretty. A win is a win, right? And that's true. But as far as giving us more confidence moving forward, I don't know that. Um, I, I don't know that I feel any different about the team after this game than I did after the Packers game. Um, usually, as you progress along in the season, you start seeing more of an identity come up from your offense and your defense, right? And I think our defensive identity is fly to the ball, pressure the quarterback, uh, try to mix up coverages. And I think when we did mix up coverages better earlier in the game, I think that was uh, where we played better and only gave up, you know, three points. I think in the second half, because we had Brian Hoyer in, I think PG was a little bit more conservative defensively, and that allowed that played right into how New England wanted to play. You know, dink and dunk. You know, make it a short third and third and short game, and they were converting those third downs. So, um, offensively, I don't know, guys. You guys tell me. What do you think our offensive identity is? Because with the weapons that we have, Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro. Michael Mayer, 
Josh Jacobs, you got Hunter Renfro. Like, you got these weapons, and you're a dink and dunk possession team. I don't know, guys. It just doesn't seem like we're playing to our strengths right now. And in the modern NFL, you can't win games without a super strong defense playing a dink and dunk game. You just can't do it. And honestly, I want to make sure that we all understand that complimentary football is very important. But I don't know that we can bank on our defense giving up sub-20 points per game for the rest of the season. It just doesn't work that way with all the offenses and the great teams that we're going to play moving forward. We have a stretch that's pretty pretty favorable for us. We won this game. We won last game. Those are pretty two bad teams, right? Also, the Bears are not a great team. They're a pretty bad team. Lions are good. Then you got the Giants who are bad and the Jets who are playing bad. Now, the Jets have a great defense, but their offense is, is bad. So um, that's what, one, two, three, five out of six teams that are not very good. If we beat up on those teams and get right, yeah, I can see us maybe making a little bit of a push, but ultimately we got to start getting a, a, an identity that closely closer resembles our our personnel. You know, cuz if not it's going to be uh an issue that you know JMD has to, you know, really account for cuz he if he's not if he doesn't have an offense that matches his personnel, it's he's holding the offense back. Oakland fan, what I've been saying for a long time, the O-line is trash. Yeah, the offensive line has not been playing good, man. They played better today, but still, it hasn't been great. Um, for sure, we need to do a better job there. Um, Boogie, O-line plays soft. Bro, they do, man. They get knocked back. They reminded me a lot of the USC offensive line yesterday against Notre Dame. Holy crap, did they get their stool pushed in. Same thing with us, man. We don't get a lot of push in the offense on the running game. Um, it's a musical chairs of who's going to get beat in the passing game. Uh, I mean, it's only a matter of time until Jimmy G got knocked out. London Raider, I agree, my man. Never felt so flat after a win. And I think what, what the reason is, is I just said it. I don't know that we got any more clarity about the about the uh, identity of our team after this win. I think it was just we went out there and played, and we ended up making more plays. It wasn't like it was a strong game plan or it was a, 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 a it was a an executed game plan. It was executed okay, but the game plan wasn't good. I felt that this whole possession, you know, dink and duck type of offense is exactly what New England was was banking on, and we got super conservative in the red zone and ended up settling for a lot of field goals, and we got to push for those touchdowns. Um, all right, guys, that's enough for me today. Just to wrap up, the bad guys win 21-17. I don't feel bad after a win. Wins are wins. I would like to have felt a little bit more comfortable about our identity moving forward. I think our identity is pretty much solidified defensively. It's mix up your coverages, put pressure on the quarterback, 
force them into mistakes and capitalize on those mistakes. We capitalize on the mistake of Merrick catching that interception, second interception of the year, second in two games. Uh, and we also uh, we dropped another interception, which we should have had. But sound in, in, in special teams, right? Um, we have to take more shots down the field if they're open. We have to give Tay more chances down the field if he's one-on-one. I think Tay is going to be able to give us a chance to either complete those passes or get pass interference calls because he is Devontae Adams and he is grandfathered and he does have the gold standard. So uh, the, the issue that I'm having here is offensively, we don't have an identity. We don't have anything we can hang our hat on. We can't be, oh, we're a smash mouth team. Well, we can't run the ball very well. Oh, we're a possession team. Well, we're not taking advantage of those possession teams still take advantage of the opportunities that you give them. And we're not looking downfield to take advantage of those things. Um, so we'll see, man. We'll see how it, moves, it goes moving forward. Uh, always a great, <coughs> a great time after a win. I would have just hoped for us to uh, get a little bit more clarity on who we are offensively. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to be it for me today. Everybody, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, we have a shop. It's it's in the um, it's in the description. Check it out. We got t-shirts, uh, mugs, everything. You know, we got everything down there. Um, pick something up if you'd like. If you ever thought how I can support the podcast, RJ and I don't keep any money from what we all the super chats and everything, all, all the t-shirts and all the mugs. For whatever reason, the mugs are going really good. I don't know. You guys like coffee, I guess, or whatever. But the shirts, the hoodies, the mugs, all that stuff. We put all that stuff, we, we bank all that money to help with what we're going to pay for to make this a better program, right? Um, so if, if you ever felt how I could support um, these guys that are helping bring content, that's how you can do it, guys. All right, guys, we're going to make sure that we get push, pushing on this. And I saw this first, drafting the quarterback. What did I tell you guys last offseason? What did I say? Don't move up and trade a bunch of stuff for these quarterbacks this year because there's going to be five or six quarterbacks who are better than all the quarterbacks next year. And now we're seeing it. We're seeing Caleb. We're seeing May. We're seeing Penix. We're seeing Knicks. We're seeing Ewers. We're seeing a bunch of guys that are out there that are balling. And there's going to be a couple of more too. Sanders, you know, if he comes out, there's a, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be better prospects than what came out last year. So, um, that's looking ahead, but for right now, got the victory, 21-17 over the Patriots. That's two years in a row we've beaten the Patriots at home. Boom. Take that, Patriots. Next week, we got the Bears. We're going to buckle down, and um, it's going to be a little bit of a different challenge that we're getting into. We're going to get into in the in the, in the the um, the big show during the week. Uh, I think uh, Justin Fields uh, offers us a different uh, – challenge with a running quarterback with a big arm and he does have a couple of um, a couple of targets down the field that he can go to but i think it's something that we can win guys all right guys thank you very much for your time appreciate you and until next time everybody peace